people start to come out playing the race card and black people this and black people that. But I think generally, black, as a black man, you should know the struggles that certain people face or black people face, especially in situations. You see my lifestyle, I'm passionate about it I should have already been a multi-millionaire With all this money that I've counted Shouts to anyone that's ever doubted I'm sitting at the top now I started from the bottom of the mountain I've got to be aware of my surroundings All I say is boom now I look at all these women on my brows Hello and welcome to another edition of the Birdwist Podcast It's been a while but we're back for more of a refresher podcast It's been an incident-packed few weeks um, football, combat sport, UFC, unboxing, there's so much to talk about. Um, myself and Studio here, you know, just to give you a, uh, just make sure that, you know, uh, you haven't forgotten about us. So, um, let's just get it started. Obviously, it's Friday, today's Friday, 4th of August. Neymar's about to get announced as a PSG player. Um, I swear, I think, personally, I think this is one of the craziest, like, craziest signings I don't think I've ever seen in any sport. Because it just, as much as it doesn't make sense, there's a case for it. I think it's um, it's groundbreaking in the sense that we are not used to seeing stuff like this happen to Barcelona. So obviously you can say the Figo stuff and everything, whatever, but we're not used to seeing stuff like this happen to Barcelona. Barcelona is normally the team doing it, and now we're seeing it happen to them. And it just goes to show anybody, everybody's got a price. Yeah. Everybody can be bought. Do you know what I mean? No one thought we'd see Neymar get taken. Last, I remember last summer we always talked about Neymar going to Manchester United, and I thought it was all rubbish. And then you're seeing um, they came out this week and I was like, oh, it was actually close to happening. So it just goes to show how much the press knows and how much we know, Johnny. So money does talk. Manchester United were willing to, to blow that money to sign a big player. And it just depends how close they actually came to. Um, a team like PSG, and this, this is no offense to PSG, obviously, but Barcelona are a bigger club than PSG. Yeah. And for a PSG. smaller club to come and take one of Barcelona's stars, it's not like this is a player over the hill or a player that's not there. You this is really not what I like in this too. This is like when Real Madrid took um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. We know how good he is. We're only about to see how good he can become. Yeah. It, honestly, he's, he's going to lead the next generation of you know, crazy. superstars. Uh, it's crazy because there's so much good talk about this. It's the fact that, like you said, PSG are a smaller club in comparison to PSG have been, only been established since 1970. Don't forget this. It's a very young club. And we've talked about, you know, they benefit from the Qatari millions and billions and whatnot. But it's like, we all fought by teams like Chelsea, City, Man City, uh, and PSG before get they've got money now. But can it compete with the big, yeah, historical, you know, sorry, the big teams? And it's never been the case up until now. Fair enough, you know, City signed players like Aguero, Chelsea bought. Cost, He's never gone to a yeah, big club and said, we're taking, taking your players. This is like, it's unprecedented. But like I said, Barcelona are used to doing the bully. We've seen how and Barca and Real Madrid take players from other teams. Other teams, you know, it's like, no offense to, you know, teams like United and Bayern, but. Madrid, Madrid and Barcelona are just, yeah. They're, 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 do you know what is? So, say I said to you, Alexis Sanchez is leaving Arsenal. Yeah. There's a limited amount of clubs he could go to simply because he's been yeah. to Barcelona, he's been at the top. Exactly. So, realistically, you look at it, it's the only way it's done. So, you couldn't then go to a team, let's say, like PSG, and you could move on to a bigger club from there. But now we're seeing teams like PSG who are below go into the bigger clubs and take their players. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's crazy. And it's mad. It's 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 funny because Barcelona started this off by trying to trying to get um, get Brazzy, you know, rumored to be eight million, eight million and above. They were, they were trying to get Brazzy, who had just signed a new contract PSG anyway. Regardless, obviously, you know, the player probably wanted to go because, like I said, Barcelona is a big destination. But the way it's just that like, it's been one big one eighty. Not only have they got like, right, they've lost they've lost uh, Neymar. Like as much as as, as crazy as it is, yeah, that, that Neymar, Suarez, and Messi attack is like, probably the best front three. 
what we've seen in history. Because, like, and PSG are coming and they've bullied their way. They've bullied Barcelona. They've bullied Barcelona, Barcelona and taken the play, and it's nuts. Because you look at it now and you think, so who else is available? Everybody has a price. Now. Everyone has a price. It's crazy because I think we'll probably see, the, I will see this broken one more time. What you have to say in regards to this, though, is a lot of it is down to the player. Yeah. PSG didn't go to Barcelona and say to them, we're trying to sign a Neymar. Neymar yeah. And Barcelona said, okay, Neymar, yeah. you've got to go. Neymar actually wanted to. And that's, that's another important thing. Like 10 years ago, every, we were not like, you know, player on club, but 10 years ago, a player couldn't say, I'm leaving. The club would have to. You know, a couple exactly. of them bullied in it. Yeah, because yeah, clubs would be like, you know, it's not for sale, and it's, a player stays, you know, he's frustrated, and he, you know, for, um, he works through yeah, it. Yeah, he works through it. These days, think about, like, Neymar. The player wants to go, the player's going. Exactly. These days, yeah. About Matic. Matic was talking about going public and, 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 and not playing or training for Chelsea, yeah. so they let him go. I mean, player power yeah. is, is a complete. Look, look, how many, look how many times, you know, um, like, we've, we've seen in the past players have wanted to leave and clubs have blocked moves over and over again. These days, this day and age, double clubs are willing, you know, we'll, we'll give you the money to buy their contracts. Man, you know, did it to film with um, Ronaldo. I remember Ronaldo wanted to leave and we, we stopped him from yeah. moving and then we said, okay, you can go on our good graces next year, just give us one more good season. Yeah, and that's like, the thing. Players do get blocked. Yeah, exactly. This situation was crazy simply because, and you can respect, a lot of people said he went for the money, but I genuinely don't believe it was money that you, you know, I genuinely believe he looked at it like, I'm never going to be the star. Yeah, let's let's as talk. Long as let's, let's talk about that. It's it's easy to say, you know, he's going to get paid half half a million a month, half a million a week. Sorry, he's got half a million a week. I forget the numbers aside here. Like he's taken, bear, he's taken money, but we've got to see it from an athlete's point of view. You know, he's part of he's part of a team that's got three uh, two other big stars. Do you know what I mean? He's like almost in their shadows of it, and he himself is. Neymar's a star. Is Messi, I, the way I see it is that it's weird. There's a weird dynamic there. Like, Messi's clearly number one. Yeah. And there's a tussle between Suarez and Neymar, who's number two. I think commercially, time, commercially, see, commercially, Neymar, Neymar is number Neymar. two. But yeah. I think, like you said, yeah. even the team, they, they, they trust, like, Suarez, Suarez yeah, they do Neymar, do you know what I mean? And so, like, he must have looked at it and thought, you know what, I want to go somewhere where I can be the man. I want to be, like, where Messi is. And then, I'm going to lead my team to something. Do you know it's almost inevitable they're going to face each other next year? Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, we've, like it's, it's. I think it'll be the first time in how many seasons that they go. So it's almost inevitable that they do. If they don't this year, it's going to be because they kept on part of it. Like people say, oh, you believe in conspiracy? I don't believe UEFA can do stuff to put teams to face each other and stuff like. That. It, let's 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 even talk about the semantics of you know the whole um, La Liga trying to trying to trying to. Oh, that was ridiculous. Like there's there was so much nonsense, like bare dramatics, you know, bare theatrics going on, like you know, La Liga trying to block the move. And I understand why the league which had the move. Yeah, he's supposed to be a, he was supposed to be the next star of the world football and that would be their guy. You know, mm-hmm. obviously the commercial value like you know brings two to La Liga, but now they've lost him to, to, to Liga. And it's crazy because like Liga it's nuts. Like <laughs> Liga shouldn't be taking the league. Exactly. Like, you know, but that's the thing. There's lots of things that shouldn't happen for yeah. you. Like who would have thought a player would go for hundred and ninety nine million? I remember last year, we, we, we talked about it. Last year, we talked about the whole Pongo thing. We had a podcast about this, and we're talking about how Mourinho said, you know, you're going to look at this figure. We knew you talked about this, so Mourinho said, you're going to look at this transfer fee, and you're going to think it's going to be, you know, you can it's, come, it's going to look like a yeah, bargain. Like a, like a bargain. And looking at it now, Pogba's a bargain. Yes. 89 million is a if bargain. If you were to sign Pogba this season, this summer, pardon me, would have been, I think, would have been close to the same thing. Yeah. Would have been close to the same thing. And it's crazy. I think. But at this time, you know, everyone was saying 89 million for a player you saw for, what was that? It was 800k. 800K. Do you know what I mean? For a player you saw for 800k, you paid him for 89 million. Do you know, at the time, everyone was laughing. No, 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 no. But look at it now. We've got a player on our team because we'll talk about Kaku in a second. 25 million for the Kaku, do you know what I mean? And Pogba 89 million. And you look at Neymar for 20 minutes. Like, you're looking at both both summers here. And some of the fees for playing. Remember, he went on last year for the sale. He went for the, it, it, was it 80 million? 80, yeah. 
It's eight, one million, eight, well, regardless, we're for eight million or so. So you look at these prices, it's only 12 months apart. Like, the market as, you know, as just, it's just, it's crazy how much it's, um, um, inflated, it's inflated. You just got to think, you just got to understand and accept that this is the way football's going. I know a lot of people are saying this against modern football rubbish and stuff yeah. like that, but that's the way football goes. The more money that goes into the game, of course, players gonna, the prices are going to go up. And you know that we've got, there's a couple of talent coming through. We've got the likes of Dembele and Beppe who are, you yeah, know. These men are going to go These men, that is crazy because ridiculous money soon these are all like teens and in their early 20s and you know that their, their level's only going to rise and they're in such high demand. Someone like Mbappe, for example, he was going to be, he was about to become, well, if they do let him go and apparently he's told Monaco also, before this Neymar thing happened, he was about to become the most expensive yeah. player in the world. The fees that were being quoted for him were ridiculous. 150 so, million. Do you know what I mean? For 18 year old half a season. Do you know what I'm saying? So, the price is going up and that's just football how it is. Like, I wouldn't become a millionaire and expect to be charged the same amount as I was when I was doing something else because people know how much money you have. Yeah. This is the thing of when you disclose your, your fees at the, end of the, at the end of the season or even during the season. People know how much money you have. Then with the TV deals and stuff like that, people know how much money you have. It's so crazy. People are going to slap on your top. Jose Marino has been complaining about it all summer. People are trying to extort money out of Manchester United. But they don't know you know got money. They know you've got money. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're commercially one of the most um, well-off clubs in the world, people are going to turn around and say to you, well, that 45 million becomes 48 or becomes 50 simply because I know you've got that money to spend. It's Same crazy. Like, Barcelona, like, you know, there are reports that they actually, they were broke. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Reports that they were broke. They really couldn't, couldn't afford, they couldn't even afford right here anyway, even if they wanted it. Because mm. they, they would have to sell to get players, they you know they got twenty million now. They're going to be extorting all clubs. Clubs know you have at least hundred million there. Do you know what I mean? So I think for them, try to find a replacement within the next what? How many days? Is that? Like a month now left. Do you know what I mean? For the for the, the closest travel window, they need they need to find a replacement. They go with somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like rumors, you know they go oh, they go for the bala. They've been all these rumors are well yeah, good. I, yeah, I heard it was Linga. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but realistically, I don't know who they're going to bring. Like, if they haven't got mad money like that, obviously they're going to have the money for yeah. Neymar or whatever, but. I'm sure some of that's going to go towards some of the other problems or some of the other the, some of the other finances but who can they bring in right now? It's crazy. You know, you know, it's like, the, the, you, ripple, the ripple effect of this transfer is nuts. Nobody's safe now. Liverpool must yeah. be looking at Coutinho and thinking Sweating. Jesus. Sweating. Yeah. But you look, look at the PSG team now. They've got an abundance of firepower now. It's like attacking wise. Attacking wise. You know what I look at that I look at going backwards and that's, it's not the, the same. The problem is yeah. So I like Verratti and Rabiot in the middle. There's, 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 there's going to be Hold that biggest hole is going to be in the um, you know the deepest the deep the deepest of the midfielders and their goalkeeper. I think defensively, they're pretty, I think they're fine defensively. They're, that back that back line isn't horrible. It's not horrible. But it's not a type of championship. It's, Champions it's, League. It's not Champions League, but it's, you know what? Think about it, like if you look at all the all the all the all the, all the back lines like, all the top teams. Uh, there's only like when you think about it, Barcelona don't have the best back line. No. Do you know what I mean? Real Madrid haven't. Barcelona been spanked a couple of times. Exactly. Barcelona got Real Madrid have got a good back. Real Madrid got a good back line. Bayern, I've got a good back line. You have got a good back line. Apart from that, there's not like some. There's not many championship they, back lines. The, the, those clubs you just named there oh, would be PSG. There you go. That's so, the thing. I think Neymar going there for the money he's going there for is going there simply to win the championship. Yeah, hundred percent. They've won the they've won the league title a million times, <laughs> French Cup many yeah. times. Do you know what I mean? What he's going there for now is kick the No, 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 no one goes PSG to win titles, domestic yeah. titles, domestic titles, Champions League. It's, it's, it's simply okay. Champions League. I think and they are. You know, they need more in there. Yeah. But them signing Neymar is them saying, "Bro, it's a we're ready to win." It's actually, it's actually a sign of intent. I mean, I mean, but it's nuts because people are saying that about Neymar, and they've spent two hundred or one hundred ninety-nine million. I think Man City are doing something similar in England, but they're spreading their money. Yeah, out. I think. The PSG it was a case of who, who's the biggest club I can bring in. Because you know what it is? PSG have pretty much got a league. Obviously, Monaco won it yeah. last year. 
But PSG have got that league locked up. It's always yeah. going to be between them two. Yeah. And last year, it was, it was reasonably close. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In England, Man City don't have that security. Like, they they've don't. got about four or five other teams to compete with. And that's, this, that's, that's, that's the beauty of our other people in the English football. We're going to talk about Man City now. Man City have spent money this summer. 220, I think it is. Freaking out. they've still got more to go. They, they bought Kyle Walker. They bought... Uh, who was it? They bought... Uh, Walker, Mendy, Silva, Mendy, Daniel, the, um, um, Edison. There's more. It is, there is more. Bernardo Silva, um, Edison. Um, no, that is it. I think that's it. I think that's, that's, it. It. that's it. Yeah. So Pep, Pep's literally been giving the checkbook, and he's, he's he's making that pen work. I'm not. I'm not going mad, right? They did say that his goal is to do the trouble. Yeah. I don't think he can do the trouble. I don't think he can do the trouble. I'm just. I'm trying to remember because I remember when he first started spending money. They said to him, he's going to do the trouble. Let me search this. Cause I'm pretty sure that's what they said to him. But I don't think. Regardless, I don't. Think, I, I don't see this. Even like they brought they brought in more square, more depth and quality. If anything, I don't think because really, truly, that that city team they needed more reassurance at the back, yeah, 100%. and they needed to replace Jaya as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was, I think, that was that like, the biggest, like the biggest, the biggest. So I was obviously a keeper situation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think like cool. They weren't Edison. He, you know, he's he's not a uh, he's not an elite goalkeeper. He's a good keeper, but he's yeah. not he's not an elite goalkeeper. He's still young. Yeah. Still they brought in Kyle Walker as much as that. As much as that, you know, I can create this Kyle Walker all day. But you okay, know, so I wasn't I wasn't bugging in May. They said they. <laughs> He has to do the trouble. See, I wasn't bugging. Bug they bought they bought they bought Kai Walker. They bought Danilo, right? And then yeah. they also bought Mendy. So Mendy. they they think obviously um, he's tried to kind of put put more bodies at the back. Do you know what I mean? But obviously he you know how versatile how versatile he likes to be at the back, especially at the back. Do you know what I mean? So done that. They haven't really like they haven't really like replaced Yaya. I think Yaya I mean, this season he's not going to get for a full season. I don't think. I don't think you'll have like consistent Yaya. He, you saw how much he you know. Yes, last season he actually had a few performances, but he was you can tell that sometimes. You know, the A's, the A's creeping under him. So, I don't think the City team, they've upgraded upgraded massively. I think there's still holes in that team. Yeah, there's still holes in that team. I don't think they've upgraded, upgraded massively. I think it's more, there's definitely more um, depth and quality. I think they've got enough to challenge across all competitions. 100%. I think in the Champions League... I've got a thing, because they still need, for me, the defence. It's only centre-backs. <laughs> Com, com, company, company is going to get for whole season, season like and then you've got, you got Mendy's Thrones and Mendy are suspect. suspect. Of course they can. I just think, I just think it's that like everyone, every season, every time City spend money, everyone's just handling the title, and I don't think that's the case. We said it last. Remember, we had the podcast around September after they beat United, mm-hmm. and we we're saying, Do you know what? People are going to say City have won the title now, and what happened? They fell off. They won nothing last season. They finished first. True, but in the same breath, I look at. It, Everybody around them isn't doing enough to strengthen. That's true. Spurs haven't done anything. Spurs can't afford. To, Spurs can't afford to do. Chelsea anything. have lost Costa and replaced with Morata. Liverpool have done pretty decent um, business with Salah. Yeah, yeah. It looks decent. But Liverpool are still haven't really addressed yeah. the issue. They're still doing centre back. Yeah, and Van Dijk goes to Chelsea and they're fuming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got match which frees up Pogba. We signed Lindelof, who the joy stood out, and even though it's on a few games, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people don't seem too confused about them. Um, mm-hmm. Arsenal got like a Z. Yeah. They still have problems. They still need like a, a, a specialist DM. And then you can even look at the back line as well. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't think everybody, I don't think yeah. anybody's done enough Nobody, I think, to keep up with what Man City The thing is that I think out of all the teams that Chelsea have done the least, I think. Because they still... Spurs, Spurs and Samson. Uh, yeah. But I think mm-hmm. as, as in defending, as in defending, defending champions, yeah, you're defending champions, champions yeah. you need, you, you kind of need to kind of like, you know, <laughs> you've got, you got, you got to defend your title. I think they've done, they've pretty well okay, they replaced Matic. You know what I mean? Like, back open and that, you know what I mean? So it's like, Matic's gone. Like, it wasn't, it's not really a replacement, it's more of a, like, 
and like they they stay they they will call it an upgrade. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But did you, like I said, the jury's out. Bakayoko, Bakayoko is a good player. Good player. But like, it's, it's always I know it's it kind of patronizes they always come from Liga because we've seen people come from Liga like has come from Liga, like, transfer from Liga, and they done well. But it's always the case, you know, can they transcend? You know, transfer the transfer the performance and what's a jury like I said, the jury's out. I know, but. I don't think Chelsea have done enough to go and do yeah, what they want to do. As, kind of as defending champions, they, they clearly have a bar. Definitely. And especially, if you're defending champions, you know the target's on your back now. Yeah. They should be looking at Man City doing, making all, the, all these signings and thinking, do you know what? We need to step our game up kind of thing. Obviously, there was all that talk that Kone wasn't happy earlier. Yeah. They've got Bakayoko, Rudiger and Morata. I don't know if that's... wasn't his first choice. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's... That's that's says to me we're gonna go a team like that can that can defend a title and also do well in Europe. Because you know what the thing is as well, like Chelsea caught a lot of people off. You said they caught a lot of people off guard. When they switched up three at the back, a lot of people couldn't deal with it. Yeah. But coming towards the end of the season, a lot of people didn't yeah. come away. Yeah, and that's the thing you saw towards the end of the season when they started to slow down. The teams yeah. started to you know exactly. to slow down. I mean, yeah, so. and that's it. And you like, I got a feeling Conte's gonna struggle. Yeah, I don't think. In the so they they don't have that same element of surprise. If that's the right word to use yeah. this time round, so I think they need to do more. Hundred percent Spurs. I don't know what they're doing. So Obviously, the new stadium and stuff. It's like crazy. That. They lost. Arsenal fans are laughing. So I was, I was, it's like we've seen this before. I was, I was talking to your brother about this. They they lost Kyle Walker. Pretty much, pretty much the only person they've lost this summer. Yeah. But then a trip is it's it's not a, it's not an awful replacement. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Not at all. You know what I mean? So it's there's like a of, there's a lot of Spurs fans. I think he's actually better. You know what I mean? It's like I think like I kind of put this this way. They've lost a good player. They were 15 minutes from it, obviously, you kind of cover the, the, the cost of building your stadium. Mm. Like, it's still, it's pretty much still the, the same Spurs team. They've kept, they've kept the best player. They've kept Harry It's still the same Spurs team. That team wasn't good enough to win a title last year. Yeah. What makes it will be this year? They need to bring people in. There's, I've always said the same thing about Spurs. They lack some, they lack some sort of star power. Yeah. There's no star in it's, it's always it's like a, it's a very good, you know, strong, solid it's like, team. I, don't, I want to use like a basketball analogy. It's like that Atlanta Hawks when they did well a few years ago. It's like they've got a lot of good workers, yeah. but they don't they have, have one star. star. Do you know, they don't have a star like, you know, like they were playing on their, and then in that, in that season, they had in a conference, they had LeBron, they had Carey, two stars. Do you know what I mean? The fact that the Hawks didn't have a star. It's like Tottenham. You know, they have a lot of good players, but they don't have stars. And you look at Arsenal. Arsenal do have world class. they got Ozil, they got Sanchez, you know, they've got world class players. Do you know what I mean? So, and then like, but that's the thing. Like I think Spurs having that dam- dynamic of you have a team that works well together, you yeah. work hard. That's great. But there's going to be some games where you need time. It's, it's, it's why I think it's a lot. There's of a lot of times. Look at um, Ronaldo for example. There's a lot of times the main that would be shit. Yeah. And then Ronaldo will pop up that star power do something. Do you know what I mean? You need that in your team. Hundred percent. It's uh, it's 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 going to be interesting. And it's funny because like we talked about Barcelona so much about United. All these teams we forgot about. You know, like the likes of Madrid and the Juventus, you know, Champions League final last season. Do you know what I mean? Like, Madrid have quietly just gone on the business. Yeah, yeah. Gone on the business. They're not signing, like, saying they're not signing these superstars. I think that's more coming from Zidane. Yeah, it's like, yeah exactly. Obviously, I don't think this is the end of it. They probably might still sign Mbappe, which is that superstar. Mm. They're signing players that are going to improve that team. And I think that's that's the difference between Madrid and Barca. Sorry to go back to Barca, the difference between the two teams over the last few seasons. Barca kind of you know went away from their their own track, kind of like policy towards buying players and you know nurturing talent. And Madrid yeah, literally Zidane came in. We've talked about this in, our, in our, one of our great podcasts. He's came in and he's changed everything. So yeah, I think a lot of that is he was part of the Galacticos, so he saw the yeah. impact. And even at the time, he may not have seen the impact at the time, but having sat or lived through something, he might step back after and say that like, right, like I see where it went wrong now. Yeah. I will not replicate this when I become manager, kind of thing. So he's been there, he's seen it. So the players he signed. They're not superstar names. Yeah. They're very good players, though. And they're still very good players. And that's the thing, that's the kind of thing I like. Because they're signing 
players that could go on to become superstars, let's yeah. say. But right now, they're not. And it's the kind of thing you could say about when we're saying there's, um, Spurs don't have that star power because Delhi Ali can clearly go and become a superstar. Yeah. Like, have you seen that being Delhi? I bet they did yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's clearly geared with him to become a superstar. Do you know what I mean? Harry Kane, I don't think he has the right image to be a superstar, but he can become a superstar in the game. Do you know what I mean? Or he can become a, a, a great in the game. And um, Real Madrid are just doing that similar thing where, like, when they, when Tottenham signed Delhi Ali, they didn't know they had a star in the yeah. But he came in and he kept working, kept working, and now he's pushing on towards on that, that, on that On that topic, how, how important is things like commercially even football these days? When you're, when you're buying a player, you're, only not, you're not only buying it for the talent. Do you know what it is? This, like, is like, this is something that's only really coming to recently. Like a lot of main night fans are saying, we don't want match, we don't want Perisic because they're old and they're resale value. Like, bro, this is only like, this is a recent thing. A few years ago, no one cared about resale value. We're yeah. signing a player because this is the player that's going to improve the team now, it's yeah. going to make us champions. I'm not like. I genuinely believe if you're a big club, you shouldn't be worried about resale value. Yeah. Like a club like Manchester United shouldn't be worried about oh, how much can we sell this player yeah, on later. Right? It's, like, it's like win now. Manchester, yeah. we should, Manchester, a club like Manchester United should be like, we're at the top now, this player's going to come in, we're going to win, he's going to want to stay here, we're not going to have to worry about resale value. Do you know what I mean? But this whole thing is this is the commercialisation of the game. If a player is coming to your club and he's 24, and he can sell this many shirts, and then in four years when he's a superstar, then you can sell him on to Real Madrid, that says a lot about how you view your club. Do you know what I mean? Why are you thinking about this player wanting to move to Real Madrid? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Like, people talk about resale value for Pogba. The B1 end of it should be that Pogba's going to come back to Manchester United. So he's going to win trophies. Yeah. He's going to be happy here. He's going to stay here. Matai, it's, very, it's a very romantic view of how the game will go. And I don't think it will go like that. But you shouldn't be thinking that, oh, this player's going to come here, spend four years four years here, get us back to where we need to be, then he'll finally get his move to Real Madrid or Barcelona. I think, I, I personally think that when you're buying, you're never buying a player because of its commercial value. Never. You always buy it because of the type of way you can do the team. Too. However, yeah. you understand why certain People players are more appealing. Yeah, certain players are more appealing because obviously, you know, bringing this player brings in X amount of revenue. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, pre- you know, it boosts your club's ability to kind of spend money and bring more time. Do you know what I mean? I understand that. Like, well, when you sign a big player like that and someone that's like, a commercial star, you have to look at what other people look at as other other players look at as well. Yeah. They're looking at you signing this player and thinking, right, what am I playing with him? It's the same thing with like when we signed Pogba. Yeah. Us signing Pogba has helped us enable us to go and sign someone like one of these mates, Lukaku, for example. Yeah. This is, there's a very good chance that Lukaku could have gone to Chelsea. Yeah. I'd like to think that Pogba played some sort of part in speaking to him. I genuinely believe that we were going to sign Griezmann until that transfer ban came. But that's the thing, players talk, people forget like, in this, in this era, like, we, we've seen it on the sources. My yeah. was on holiday with him, we we they didn't speak about football. Exactly, like, football. They, they speak, you, you know, know come play with us, like, it happens. It happens. Because I just, like I said, I think Griezmann was coming to Manchester United before that thing happened. And I feel like a lot of that is down to his relationship with Pogba as well. Yeah. Obviously, he knew, he saw the advantage of it, like, certain people don't care about this, but if we're talking about a player that sees himself as a brand, yeah. he sees... What happens to your social media numbers when you sign for a club like Manchester United? Yeah. He sees how much money you can make. He sees the chance of him wearing that seven shirt and what he can do for commercially. All these things play, factor into a player's head. Like It may work for a, a club as well, but it works the same way for a player. So a player is looking at these things as well and thinking, right, this could all add up to more money beyond the basic wage that these guys are going to pay me, which is going to be a big amount anyway. So it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be I think the fun thing Champions League is not like it's not over yet you know there's still a lot to go so on so much more time you know what I mean and a lot's still gonna change I think um, there's a lot going on there's Champions League draw coming up soon we're looking for the for the knockouts 
We've got the Community Shield on Sunday, mm. Super Cup the week after. Championship uh, starts tomorrow, I think. Yeah, Liga, Liga starts tomorrow. I think the Bundesliga starts tomorrow yeah. or next week, I think. Like, football is actually back. It's, back yeah. it's crazy. I think, so what just happened, yeah, it's carried us, it's carried us through this, you summer, know, yeah, this like, gone through like this, and you haven't even realised. It's, 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 cra- it's crazy because it's not a championship year. Fair enough, it's Confederation Cup, but not many people watch that, yeah. do you know what I mean? Confederation Cup this year, it's, it's a non-championship year, but we got carried into the season before, you know, bang, season's back already. And it felt like yesterday. That Chelsea won the top for like yesterday when Madrid won Champions League. You know what I mean? So you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting season. Um, we're gonna we're definitely gonna come back. We're gonna try try come back soon for another football podcast before the season starts. Actually, kick off. So hopefully the week after next. Um, but now it's time to truly take you know take the lead on comebacks. What? So we had like it's been since we last filmed or recorded. We were talking about like Mayor and McGregor and stuff like that. So much has happened in regards to that. Like the most obvious thing is that World Tour and um. Like when they first announced it, it was like five dates and was it four day four dates yeah. and five days or five dates and five days and I looked and I thought that's a bit much and I think it started to tell like the first one was like okay how do we approach this yeah. the second one was crazy then it was just downhill after that like this one old one was crazy they probably had to go at each other and then like after that it went really downhill and I think the format in which they did it didn't help it seemed like a celebrity roast like the guy sitting here yeah. I'm going to run as many drugs as I can try and get the crowd to laugh and I'm going to drop the mic and yeah. he goes and like it was they, they literally ran out of steam. Yeah, they ran out of steam. So they started repeating jokes. Get the bag. Um, what? Um, why are you so short? I'm gonna bounce your head off the carpet, off the, off the, off the, off the canvas. It's like it started getting a bit silly. And I think, I think I tweeted it after like the third or the fourth, fourth round. I was like, yo, I'm ready for this to end now, because not only it's, it, it gets a bit cringe as well. And like so, obviously, yeah, it's like a circus. Yeah, you had McGregor saying something like really. This day's this day, and it's like problematic stuff as well. You know, this, this, this is the thing because there's so much pressure in there to entertain. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm definitely not excusing it by the way. Not but you know, it's, it's the whole fact of being live. Yeah, you're in front of a big crowd. You're trying to get that reaction. Yeah, because like, like the same guy called Floyd, Floyd called him a faggot, and it's like the pop was crazy. And then he realized what it was and kind of like, kind of yeah, because it's like it was crazy. You so. have media, you have media training for things like yeah. interviews. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but when, you when, when it's yeah, live and it's on the flat, it's a completely different thing. So they were both like struggling. So they were just saying stuff that I was thinking. And I think there's a lot of stuff that was being said, especially by McGregor in terms of like stuff like race and my black fans and his like all that kind of stuff was mad distasteful. And I thought after a while, I thought, you know, I just want this shit to end. It's crazy because at that point in time, yeah, it literally, it, it just changed. Like, the, yeah, the, the, like it stopped being entertaining. Yeah, the, 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 narrative, the narrative changed to black versus white. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, that's the part I didn't want to yeah. become. I didn't want to become. Because we're, yeah, exactly. It's almost yeah. like, you know, if, if we're to record it, uh, if that's a really fast age, um, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Be, I, I don't know like yeah. like, But that's the maddest thing because Tyson Fury, <laughs> it doesn't break down as simply as that. Tyson Fury himself, whether he's joking or not, is always talking about his Muslim fans, always talking about his black fans, yeah. about, and there's going to be people outside that turn into stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And with it's, thingy, with, like, the difference with this one here is that it's the fighters themselves. And it's nuts because like, you could do it like, boxing is mad tribal. Like, one of the biggest rivalries in boxing is Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Yeah. And this fight could have been America versus Ireland. But it's not like that because so many people, regardless of race, want Conor McGregor to win. Do you know what I mean? So when Mayor was coming out of the, the Toronto flag and stuff, he's trying to garner attention, yeah. garner favourship. And people aren't really falling for it. So it's inevitably, the next thing it turns to is black versus yeah. white. And, and I think because of a lot of McGregor's comments, 
a lot of people do feel like that. Before anything was said, a lot of white people want Mayweather to lose yeah. anyway. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a yeah, known thing. Exactly. Regardless of who he's facing, a lot of white people don't like Mayweather. Yeah. And it's weird because a lot of white people don't like Mayweather for, for reasons that they do like Conor McGregor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's a very weird thing that that, that takes place in boxing. But boxing is very... There's, there are a lot of racial... On its own to boxing. In, more, yeah, more than boxing in UFC, I yeah. think. Do you know what I mean? Like, UFC's a bit weird. UFC used to be like a sport for skinheads. Yeah. And it's kind of changed. Yeah. I'm going to say clean up its act, but a lot more black it's, fighters. It's, it's almost, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, that kind of crowd. Do you know what I mean? It is as well. The weird thing I say about boxing UFC is that a lot of boxers are uneducated, came from the ghetto. Yeah. Thing. With UFC, because it's a mixed martial arts, to learn a martial art is expensive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of the fighters are college educated. Mm. So they've learned like wrestling, for example, yeah. collegiate wrestling. You, you don't learn college wrestling if you don't go to school. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So a lot of them are well educated, whereas a lot of boxers are art. A lot of them do come from the ghettos and stuff like that, whereas a lot of um, mixed martial arts fighters don't. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I think it was a bit weird. Then, like, another thing that's happened with the Mayor McGregor thing now, is the most recent thing is the Paulie Malignaggi thing. And I was explaining this to one of my mates this morning, because you asked me about it, and I said a lot of boxers, like, Mayor McGregor is breaking down to boxing versus UFC, boxing yeah. versus mixed martial arts. And a lot of people in boxing were annoyed at Malignaggi for going over to help Conor McGregor train yeah. to fight Mayor so now he's turned around and coming back saying, oh, they tried to take advantage of me, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people don't have sympathy for him. But that whole story in itself is mad simply because there's this unwritten code in boxing that whatever happens in sparring stays in sparring. You don't come out and start talking about it. Chris Eubank Jr. has been chastised so many times for coming out saying that he's beat up this person in sparring. A lot of it isn't true. Like, he's coming out saying, I beat up James again in sparring. I beat up this person in sparring. The guy that I did my boxing badges with told me he sat and saw... Billy John Saunders beat up Chris Eubank in sparring. But he's telling me as a student rather than someone that's in the press. So yeah. going to the press and leaking and stuff is a bit mad. And that's exactly what Conor McGregor has done. So he's really, his photographer is releasing pictures. He's got Paulie Malinardi on the floor and McGregor standing over him. Malinardi said that, oh, I was, I was pushed down. It's not, it wasn't a knockdown. And it's weird simply because all this stuff shouldn't be coming out of your training yeah. camp. At best, the best training camp is the training camp that your opponent doesn't know about. Yeah. Anything that happens, when you start hearing about this person got knocked out in sparring, it means there's someone in your camp that's leaking stuff. It's mad that it's your actual camp that's leaking these things off. Paulie Malinaji has come out and he said a couple of interesting things about McGregor. So I think this is probably where a lot of this came from. So he initially said that um, McGregor is better than people will be expecting. He's got his own style. He's very awkward, all that kind of stuff. But I think the thing that has caused this issue here, because initially he said that he wants to go and spar him and slap him around or whatever. Then he obviously he took the opportunity to go out and spar him. But after he came out saying... He doesn't have, oh my God, power. He's got like, I'll get get your attention, power. And I think that probably annoyed the McGregor camp, causing them to do what they've done. But there's very little sympathy from Malinati, simply because of how he's approached this whole thing, especially from boxing fans. You look at it like, we're going over to help the enemy. Like I said, it's very tribal. But um, it's very weird in terms of how this happened. The fight's only a few weeks away. I think the fight hasn't sold out in itself because the prices are crazy. You would have thought... A once in a lifetime fight like this would have yeah. shown out immediately. But I think the starting price for tickets three thousand five hundred dollars. Like I don't know who can afford stuff like that, especially not the regular fan. And that's what this thing meant to be at boxing and UFC meant to be regular fans. Of course, you got the people at ringside who spend big peas on it. But like the people up in the upper decks, the ones like drinking, getting drunk, and yeah. fighting in the crowd, are meant to be regular fans. They're right? overestimated, you know, they're overestimated. They're kind of like the the attention that we yeah. get and stuff like that. Because we get attention, but like I think they expect it to be oh my god, he's in the one yeah. from the last. And, and I think you know what it is as well. It's nuts because there's so many other things that are taking place around it. Mm. Like 214, we'll get onto that after. UFC 214 was last weekend. And that kind of got overshadowed by it. And then you've got the real fight, the, the fight for real boxing fans 
Canelo and yeah. well, that's what they call it. I'm not. That's not my. But that's Canelo and Golovkin that's taking place in September. Yeah. And there's so many other things around. It. And whilst it's, it's still overshadowing those things, a lot of people who have who aren't too happy with how the Mayweather McGregor thing has happened or what's yeah. been said by the fighters and that sort of thing, are probably looking at it thinking like, right, do I want to give my money to that kind of thing? A lot of people don't want to give money, put money in Floyd's pocket anyway. They want to put money in the pocket of someone that's made such racially charged comments like Conor McGregor has. They want to put money into the pocket of someone that has made used homophobic slurs like faggot like May- Mayweather has. So I think, like you said before, the, the world tour might have done a bit more damage Damaged than, than yeah. they expected. I think what they needed, maybe one or two presses. Yeah, one they didn't need to go crazy. They didn't, they do one in America, yeah. do one in Ireland, do one in England. Just do it like exactly. that. It's fine. I think they went, they went too They went overdrive. I think I said they... they I didn't go. get the necessary, why they need to go to Toronto. Obviously, Toronto was like the best one, yeah. but there was no reason for them to go to, yeah. to Canada. If they did one in Boston instead of even going to Ireland, because Boston's got a massive Irish population, they could have done one in no, Boston. Like, I don't think, think it's the amount. I think it's the way they did it one after the other. Yeah. It's like the, the, the first one hasn't even had time, time to marinate. Exactly. Yeah, to marinate. Mar- 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 and then, bang, the you're on the next one. So it's like, okay, this is overdrive. It's overkill now. And you're moving on to the next. It's like, it's just too much. As well, is that they were so consecutive and it was the same thing being said over yeah. We didn't learn anything new. Get the bag. The, the best thing that happened in it was like the run of back and forth made for frying dollars and stuff like that. Yeah. There was not, we didn't learn anything about and that. It, fight. Was, it all looks very staged as well. Yeah, right? it's it, so it, staged. Like, like, it doesn't look We didn't learn anything about the fight in itself. We didn't learn anything about the fight itself. And I didn't expect them to give away, oh, this is what I'm going to do in the ring. Mm. I'm going to move him left. I'm going to make him walk onto the right hand. We didn't expect that. But at least like, give us an insight into what it is. Obviously, you've got like your behind the scenes shows, like the stuff that Showtime do and stuff like that where you can learn a bit more. But I just thought, like, the whole circus of it, they overestimated how big, they over, overestimated how big a character each fighter is and how much people buy into it. People love, lapped up the McGregor stuff yeah. until it started getting a bit racial. Yeah. And then people, like, will love to hate Floyd anyway. So, like, when people start saying McGregor's the A-side because the fans are cheering him, this is nothing new. People have booed Floyd Mayweather pretty much since he returned into Money Mayweather. That's what they're talking about since 2007. But they're still paying that money. It's like when Ali was young, people would turn up to see him lose. The woman, he, he famously talked about the woman that came, that she's, she's turning up to see him get carried off in a stretcher or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? People will turn up to see him lose. So whether they're booing him or cheering him, they're coming to see him. I think they might have overestimated a bit on in terms of who each person was and how people react to him. But it didn't, obviously, they didn't bank on what would be said as well. But um, I don't know, the fight's a bit weird in terms of, I still stand by what I think. I think maybe it's going to school him. It's not going to be particularly competitive and I said I tweeted it this morning I said all these people that McGregor is tweeting pictures of getting knocked down and sparring if the fight is as wide as people are expecting it to be those people should all have their licenses revoked because there's no way that man should be beating you up but then you think you can step into a ring again but um, yeah I'm looking I, I, well you're going to look forward to the fight do you know what I mean everybody wants to be part of that circus yeah. everybody wants to see it so yeah, it's, it's going to be everyone around the world is going to shoot you're going to tune in yeah exactly you're going to tune in somehow yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Right. As you say, yeah, there's been there's been a lot going on around this fight. Yeah, like two one four was last week, and a lot of stuff happened on that card. You could go into Robbie Lawler beating Donald Cerrone. You could talk about Cyborg finally winning the tap. I think the most obvious thing and the main thing was the Cormier Jones stuff. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. For me, like I'm, I always hate when stuff like this happens. Like a fight will lose and people start making memes out of it. Like I don't think, like if it happens to a basketball player, because you can play basketball. But yeah. With combat sports particularly, I don't. Think, I think I find it very classless. When people do that, I think Bleacher Report, I think it was, that were making jokes about Cormier using a crying face. And Ara Hawani is a, um, a pretty big MMA journalist. He proper tore into Bleacher Report and they deleted the picture simply because someone that trains as hard as these guys do, and I'm not saying that other people in other sports don't train hard, but there's no other sport or like 
facet of a sport, an aerial sport, like combat sport, where your training involves you getting beaten up the way you do. Like, people could say the same thing about, like, NFL, for example, where you're getting constant hits and same thing with rugby. But that's part of the game. Yeah. The same way getting punched in the face, part of boxing and getting kicked in the head and that sort of thing, or kneading the face or kneading the body. They're two different things. So um, I didn't like that aspect of it. In terms of the actual fight itself, it was everything that we had hoped it was would be until the actual stoppage. I think I had Cormier winning up until the time of the stoppage. Like, he, like the first round was a pretty... It was undecided. Like People leaned one way, people leaned another way. But the second round looked like Cormier was probably getting into it. And he was coming in, coming in, coming in. And then he got caught with a headshot. He'd never been knocked out in his life before. Mm. So that's why he reacted the way he reacted afterwards. Like he got up and he started having to go at a referee, having to go at Dana White. And, he st- and then they said to him, bro, like, you just got knocked out. You've been out for a little while. And then he felt a little bit embarrassed afterwards simply because he didn't know. And yeah. That's how people react when they get knocked out. They, they, largely, they don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's crazy. I was, I, explained to, I was explaining to some of my students the other day. If you get hit to the body and you get knocked out, it's bad. By the way, you should have making your announcement because... <laughs> you know it, bro. <laughs> now, when you get hit to the body, you have to sit down and sit through all of it. Do you know what I mean? Your eyes are you're fully awake as your body like, shuts down. You get hit yeah. to the liver, you shut down. But you get hit to the head, you go to sleep, you wake up. You might have like a lump or you got hit or whatever, but you're pretty much fine simply yeah. because you don't have to sit through the pain. And like that's pretty much happened to him. I think um, it's pretty sad. Like the crying, people wouldn't understand. Like I saw someone tweet, if you've never lost something to cry that you've had to cry about, then you have you haven't cared enough about anything in your life. Mm. And like even in the build up to the fight, a lot of them were saying both of them were saying things that made you think like raw. So like John Jones was saying stuff like. He associates, basically, he pretty much associates his life with being a champion. Yeah. And if he didn't win that fight, it would take meaning away from his life. And I was like, bro, that's a very deep thing that to say. That is a very deep thing to say. Yeah. You know, that, that is... Like, I've never equate my whole life to one certain thing. Yeah. Do you know what I think of him? It's because he's constant family of champions. Yeah. Like his brother. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Champions, so, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, so, I understand what he, like, you know, like... It's, most, it's nuts, because, like, obviously, he's been champion before. He lost his... But he didn't lose his belt in the cage, innit? So you can understand why he want to be champion. But then again, someone like Cormier as well who was so caught up about losing that first fight and proper said to himself, I've got to win this fight, I've got to win this fight. And then to lose it, how he lost If he'd lost on points again, I think he would have been gutted. But to get knocked out in probably the biggest fight of your career, the yeah. same thing happened with Ricky Hatton. Ricky Hatton got knocked out where he got stopped by Floyd Mayweather, then he got knocked out clean by okay. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. And when that happened to him, he sent him into a spiral. I remember I was working at Sky at the time and I remember t- people talking about it and the stuff they were saying that was happening, it was crazy. They'd come, his family would come downstairs and see him, see him sitting down there crying, watching the fight. Like, he's thinking, how am I going to win this fight the second time? When this, there's this, going to be this, no fight. This, this, this is the thing that people don't understand, yeah, what, it, well, what losing feels like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People don't understand what losing feels like. The thing is, I think a lot of people don't compete in sports. Yeah, that, so it's easy to sit behind a computer and think, like, I didn't compete, I didn't box at any super level, but I thought, I had enough fights as an amateur to know, I never lost a fight, by the way, don't even play yourself, I never this, lost a fight. This is the thing, once, 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 the, once the jokes settle down and realise yeah. that losing is like, listen, it's I've, not, seen some, I've, I've lost finals, I've seen some of my teammates cry. When I, when I was young, I think, why these guys cry when they're crying? And then I realised, I've seen some of my team, big men, big yeah, keep six or eight men crying, do you know what I mean? So, losing, like, losing people, yeah. I know what losing is like, yeah. like, I've seen people, I've seen people, I've never lost a fight, but like, again, I remember my second fight, I was... I can't remember what age I was, but I thought a man that was 29. I beat him, I stopped him. Like, I think his nose was broken. Like, I went down to the dressing room afterwards, and I see his girlfriend had an arm around him, like, he had his shoulders down. He looked like he was crying to me. And I was like, bro, like, this is what competing is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, there always has to be a loser. Yeah, exactly. But this is what competing is. And I think a lot of people that run jokes and stuff like that don't compete or haven't played any kind of sport to any 
serious kind of level. But it's just, I mean? that's, that's the issue with being a sports fan a lot. So people just don't get it. You can, it's easy to sit down, make comments, or laugh, but you don't get it. Do you know what I mean? It takes a lot to be an athlete, regardless of what level, regardless of what level it is. Regardless of what level, it takes a lot to be an athlete. So you know, like um, I think it's, it's people need to realize this when they're making their jokes, making their comments. So it's 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 something that you need to understand. Yeah, it's I think it's and unless you experience, experience yourself, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. unless you experience yourself, it's very easy for you to sit down and run jokes and all that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I think um, I don't know, like. What I did like about it though was how gracious John Jones yeah, was. I was shocked that. Yeah. Like, because to be fair, like the first time, told man suck it, <laughs> and all that stuff. And I think, but do you know what it is as well? I think his reaction was the reaction of a man that knew he'd been in a fight. Yeah. Like, obviously, we didn't see him get seriously hurt or anything like that, but he knew he was in a fight. Daniel Cormier was doing his 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 normal thing. He always says embrace the grind, and he was grinding. He's landing his shots, dirty boxing, proper working. Mm-hmm. John Jones. John Jones was landing good shots as well, but. He knew he was in a fight, so when he stopped him, I wouldn't say so much. It more, more it, was, it was a relief, but he knew that he just made what was potentially looking like a hard night. It's better, it's better to say that, yeah. He, he knew he's coming off, you know, about five. Exactly. He came to that fight with a bit more fear than yeah, when he was. I think he would have as well because he did look like, right, I'm actually in a fight because we've seen John John. Like obviously, we've seen him struggle against yeah. like against um, Gustafsson, but largely he he cakewalks his fights. Like he genuinely takes like his physical his physical talents are so great that like he's usually taller than everybody else, limbs are longer, so he keeps on the end of his elbows and his kicks and stuff like that. And then like with Daniel Cormier, like he was closing that gap on him. And eventually it was his physical talents that that won up. Is yeah. a, a long a long head kick that, that won the fight for him. But he looked like he'd been in a fight. So I think afterwards, and it's it's weird. I remember when people were saying like, "Oh, David Hay and Tony Bellew." Um, after all that needle, then my man started kissing his ass and thing. But once you've been in a ring, you shared a ring with someone, you fought yeah. with someone, thing. You have a newfound respect for that person. Do you know what I mean? That person's taking your best shots and not going nowhere. Yeah, I think it's a it's what they're saying. You've got to sell your fights. You've got, yeah, you got to. But at the same time, when you, you know, like you said, when you get into the ring, you, know, you share that ring with you them. Share you share that, that cage. You know, like you got you, you you've gone through it. Do you, you know what I mean? That respect, that respect, the respect will be there. There's some yeah. guys that will never think. That will never like each other, but they will respect each other simply yeah. because they shared that ring for forty six minutes, or maybe they had a trilogy together. Look at Arturo Gatti and 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 and, and Mickey Ward. Like they beat the shit out of each other, and they became good friends. Yeah. It ended with Ward training Arturo Gatti for his fight. It's crazy because they beat the shit out of each other, and they, and, they, and I respect. And that's the thing because, like I said, they they understand what it takes to get to that. Yeah, that's exactly. And they they, understand they that knew race. what each other did exactly. for that twelve that twelve week training camp. And if you know how hard you've worked in that twelve week training camp. And a lot of people like to lie to themselves, or not lie to them, but try and trick themselves to thinking, I'm here working. So that's why a lot of fighters go run in the morning. Mm. Whilst I'm out here running at five o'clock in the morning, my opponent's sleeping. Yeah. But you know in your heart of hearts, he wants to win this fight just as bad as you do. So mm-hmm. he's out here running at five o'clock in the morning just like you are. So when that fight's over, and you both shared that ring, and you both gone the whole 12 rounds, you both beat the hell out of each other, you're going to someone say, this man not only trained for 12 weeks like an animal to get into this ring with me, but he stood in this ring with me and took what I could give him after training for 12 weeks. You're going to have respect for him. And I think it was pretty cool that John Jones came speaking the way he did. And, like, you call me, like, there's this whole thing, his interview post-fight was a bit touchy as well, because a lot of people are like, yo, you shouldn't interview people Straight after they've just yeah. been knocked out. And, like, you could tell he didn't quite know what was going on yeah. kind of thing. It was proper sad. And I, don't, I didn't like the jokes that were flying in. Obviously, I tweeted a picture of it to my brother. Mm. But that's a personal joke between me and my brother, simply because when one of my fighters lost... He made a point of running jokes, and I, I said it on the time I would, but if 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 they didn't have to fight, I would have preferred it that way. 
simply because I like them both. But if you had to push me towards one, I probably would pick John John. But I didn't want them. I didn't want either fighter to lose yeah, that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But now it leaves a funny. It leaves a funny position simply because we've got John Jones is the champion. Rumble's gone. That's the fight everybody wants to see. Rumble saying he's not coming back. He's focusing on doing his um, medical marijuana in Canada. Bro, if that's how he's going to eat, that's let him eat, bro. But um, now you've got like John, um, John Jones coming out Brock Lesnar, which I think is a... It's like the mayor of McGregor. Yeah, it's, 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 it's... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But the, not the maddest thing is, is that the fight would be a lot closer think, if John Jones could strike. Because obviously we've seen what he just did to come here if yeah. strike it. And, and Brock Lesnar doesn't like getting hit. But I think you have to look at it like this. Brock Lesnar is a physical beast. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how old he is. The stuff I've seen Brock Lesnar do in training is stuff... It's crazy. That, yeah, actually even at the peak of my powers, he's I would never be able to do it. I think sometimes, yeah, it's like, especially something like UFC where it's so technical, you know, yeah. they, that when you have brute someone, force... Yeah, that's it. Sometimes like, you just want to see like, someone yeah, grab yeah, someone. Sometimes, sometimes brute force yeah, will win. We'll win you, you know, know, and when someone's as big as Brock Lesnar is, it's crazy. This I've say. seen videos of my man running down the road. I remember, but this is, is, it was wrestling. So this is like, people say wrestling is fake. My man was training for his match with The Rock. This would have been in years ago. They're showing my man running along the side of the road, running against traffic, carrying a tree log on his shoulder. That's that was not a fake tree log. Because <laughs> when he dropped it, afterwards, it's all continuous. After you drop it, my man starts chopping that tree log for strength, for strength culture. That he's, guy is a physical beast. He, like, it's ridiculous. I've seen him in the NFL as well. Like, yeah. He's actually a he's, maniac. He's, he's ridiculously strong. And if he gets his hand on, on, on John Jones, and he gets on top of him and he wrestles him, because you have to remember, my man was a, um, a Division One wrestler. John Jones is a good wrestler, but Brock Lesnar is a different type of wrestler. Yeah. And with his size as well, it's the next thing. And you have to remember as well, Daniel Cormier is my height. I'm 5'11", 6 foot. Daniel Cormier is my height. John Jones is like at least 6'2", 6'3", maybe touching 6'4". So there's that height difference. Brock Lesnar is like pretty much the same height as John yeah. Jones. Just saying. So there's, there's, there's that, that size difference disappears now. So that fight would be interesting, but I think a lot more people would want to see him fight Gustafsson. Simply because how close that first fight was, a lot of people thought that he did lose that fight as well. Mm. Like I said, we normally see John Jones cake walk his fights. In that fight, he won it. Even like the first fight of Cormier, even though it was close, John Jones clearly won the fight. With Gustafsson, it was back and forth. Nobody knew who won that fight. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would want to see that simply because Gustafsson absolutely smoked Glover Teixeira last time up. So, I don't know, it leaves the light heavyweight division in, in pretty interesting. And then you even have the guy that knocked out um, Jimmy Manoa in the um, first fight of the guard. Like, you can even bring him the Swiss guy. I completely forgot his name right now. But you could even bring him into the picture. I don't know if you could do the same thing against John Jones. Certain things you can do against lesser fighters don't work against top level fighters. Yeah. I don't know. It, it sets up the, the heavyweight, light heavyweight division is very interesting right now. Look at Tyron Woodley. You can even go drop down to, to, to the world weights now. Look at Tyron Woodley. He's been getting mad yeah, stick. Yeah, I'm not saying. Why does he get, why, why does he get so much you know is, I'm not going to put it solely down to race, but I know a lot of people don't like him because of comments he's made previously on race. And it's like. So when he first remember we did the, the we did a pod when he fought Wonder Boy yeah, yeah and he was talking about race in that instance as well Wonder Boy like I can't see I can't see the racing and a lot of people hold that against him I saw a Twitter account someone retweeted so one of the first pe- Twitter accounts that tweeted the picture of Cormier crying was a Twitter account called Race Card Woodley pulling uh, the race card so like, a lot of people don't like him because of that I genuinely believe like we said like a lot of the UFC crowd are like bros in it yeah. so they can't appreciate the technical side of stuff and what. Wonderboy, not Wonderboy, what Woodley did on Saturday was a technical masterclass simply because he managed to neutralise someone that's a brilliant Brazilian jiu-jitsu god. That's the only way to call him. He's a, he's a god when it comes to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He beats people that are way bigger than him. I've seen him beat heavyweights when it comes to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he fought off all his takedowns. I think he had 20-something takedown attempts. And he didn't like 24 and didn't land one. Now, I don't care what you say about that fight. For a fighter that isn't, a, that isn't clean, to do that to 
Damian Maya is ridiculously good. And he said it himself, he's fought two specialists. Give him someone that's a freestyle fighter now. Because he's had to fight and train and fight specifically for someone that's a sport karate fighter and then someone that's a um, Brazilian mm. jiu-jitsu artist. So now give him someone that he can show out against. Because as much as you want to complain about him, these are the people that you put in front of him. He's gone in there not to entertain you, but to win that fight. Yeah. I genuinely believe he should. His, his first goal should be to win that fight. Because when he loses that fight, bro, these memes are going to fly. Yeah. They're going to be posting pictures of his face crying and all that kind of stuff. So he doesn't want that. So he's going to go out there to win that fight. If you're not entertained, I'm sorry, but I still got my belt. Just saying. So if you want to make, if you want entertaining fights, Tyron Woodley is an entertaining fight. He's explosive. He's physically, his physical gifts are ridiculous. His punching power is ridiculous. We saw him drop Maya and hurt Maya. We saw him do the same thing with Wonderboy. His physical gifts. He's wrestling. We know he's we know he's an entertaining fighter, but put him in, in entertaining fights. I get the feeling that there's a lot of people that don't like Tyron Woodley and they don't want him to be champion. So they're giving him fights that they think he will lose. And he's coming out on top and winning these fights. So the next thing he's winning those fights, so the next thing he's trying to say to him, oh, but they weren't the fights weren't exciting. And it's talking about that now. He he was on, on the MMA hour on, on Monday. And after all of Dana White's comments, he's turned around and said something along the lines of Dana White's trying to like rip me so from I'm gonna expose him. And I'm looking at it like it should never get to this. Dana White is mad unprofessional for turning around and criticizing him as heavily as he did when when he was when he was losing when he was um, winning these fights. We have to focus on the fact that he won the fights. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's a bit weird with, with the Woody situation. I think he's always going to find himself now simply because he has spoken about race. A lot of people, like a lot of racists, don't like when you speak about race. Yeah. Just that's, that's true. And I think yeah, a lot of racists don't like when you speak about the UFC crowd. Just you know saying. I mean? So a lot of people are permanently going to dislike him. It doesn't matter who he fights. It's like the same thing I said about Maeve and McGregor. Maeve is American. He should have the American backing, but he's not. Should we? Should so, we? I don't care. Sorry, I don't care. Yeah, so a lot of people aren't going to like him. So you could put, you could put Woodley in with... Who do America don't America don't like a North Korea, a North Korea let's say. Yeah. You can put him with a North Korean fight, and a lot of people will want a North Korean fight to win simply because they don't like Tyron Woodley because if he's comments on race. Yeah. And it's mad. But I don't know. It's just the way it is. Like we said, race plays a mad ring. Like all these sports are mad tribal. And join. It's because it's one man. Yeah. You're not talking about a team. Because if Manchester United, I could say, I support Manchester United, but there's an Argentinian on that team, and there's a, a German on that team. And yeah. yeah, but I support Manchester United, but I still have to support all of these people. With thing, you've got one man race. by himself. Yeah. He's this color. He's but from this country. You have to do that. Racing sports is it's right. Even right now, it's 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 it's, 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 it's always it's always it's always it's tense. Situation. But right now, let's, you know, let's even finish off here on another race. Fair enough, in the NFL is not your sport. But Colin Kaepernick. This, no, that's my. I'll be paying attention. That's not that's. This, you know what the funny thing is, yeah. Like as 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 a fan, yeah. Uh, if you if you boil it down to to bare bones. Kaepernick's not being signed because of his stance on racism. Do you know what it is? I saw a lot of people and I saw a lot of black former players, yeah. Ray Lewis, people like that. I saw someone say he should keep his activism private. Do you know what? I'm no, actually, do, you know how, do you know how mad that is? Do you know what? Do you know he should keep actually, his activism private. Activism, active. How can I keep something like that private and passive? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? That must have hurt me. Ray Lewis is one of my idols, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, Ray Lewis here is one of the most like inspiring athletes that ever full stop. Yeah, yeah. it's also he, he beat a, you know we we'll say beat but he basically beat a murder, yeah. a murder charge you know what I mean you know, you know what I mean so it's like he, he overcame so many so many obstacles to get to, to get where he is he's inspired so many black people so many black young kids so many athletes to get to where they are and for him to say something like that I ain't gonna lie to you I tried to defend him at first and I watched the whole I watched the whole clip and I ain't gonna lie to you I was like I was like I was like wow but this is how it is because you get the same situation in terms of even like with Conor McGregor. I know I saw black people trying to defend Conor McGregor initially. Oh, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean it this way. And it's the same thing with Ray Lewis. Oh, he didn't mean it this way. 
but the more they talk on the subject, yeah, you it's the more rope you're yeah, giving yourself to hand. It's crazy because all you have to, yeah, you're, what the thing is, yeah, it's not you're not the only person. Like for, for a quick backstory, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he took, like, we all know his story. He took a knee because you know, in protest of you know the injustice on black people, people of color in America. Do you know what I mean? He took a knee for national anthem. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't commit a crime. He took a knee, and that one knee, you know, has turned into him not getting your friend of his. A lot happened, you know. He played, you know, he, basically what it is is. Colin Kaepernick was is is one of those. He's always faced, even before the knee, he's always faced on sort of backlash. Before, before it was like, where's his hat? But basically, he's one of them ones who, you know, stay in your lane. You know, like stay in your lane, but yeah. where's his hat back? Because people have an issue with it. You know, you know, he he addresses he addresses that he addresses the media. So I was pretty people have an issue. You know, he he, put, he he stands against injustice. But whatever he does, he's hated because because he's a black player. And you know, a black I mean? man and standing up for black. And America's people. America's always had an issue with um. Black, not only black quarterbacks, black quarterbacks who run first and pass second. They've always had an issue, do you know what I mean? So, like, Calpin, it's never been loved. So, the fact that this issue is that people have been waiting, chomping at the bit to find an issue. And this and this is it. Like, it's fair to owners in the NFL. Majority of owners don't want Calpin to kind of team. Calpin is available, by the way, to play on any team right now. Every team has one, at least, has one starting quarterback and at least two backups. But that's three positions per team. It's 32 teams. Calpin is better than a majority, like, over, over, over half of these players. He's good enough to be at least a starter. I, 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 I start out with a team. Richard Sherman came out and impressed. That's what I was just about to go for, for now. Richard, Richard Sherman, yeah, has never been shy. Never been shy at all. And then Kaepernick, Kaepernick tried out, uh, he tried out for the Seahawks. The Seahawks didn't, you know, didn't, didn't take him up because for, for, very, for various amount of reasons. For, 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 very, for various reasons. So, um, he then, you know, the, the Ravens, have, you know, who, um, Joe, um, Joe Flacco, and, you know, he's come to injury, so they need another body in place. Do you know what I mean? So Kaepernick is available, and then there's been this, there's been discussion in the media that you know the owner doesn't want him because of his stance, because of you know because of activism, and obviously it's led to players like Michael Vick telling him you know he should cut his Michael hair. Vick is nuts. And players, Michael Vick, if everyone knows Michael Vick, Michael Vick got arrested, but got arrested for um, for running an illegal illegal dog, dog fight. Right. Spent two years two years in prison. He came out. Do you know what the crazy thing is? Everything he's saying to Sherman or to Kaepernick. Are things that have been said to him. Yeah, exactly. About so, him. I don't think you have the right to now turn around and join in with the people that would attract you and point your finger at another man. It's, it's because nice. you wanted that same defence. He wanted people to come and stand beside him and defend him when everybody, the crowd was turning on him. And now what makes you think that it's okay for you to turn around and start pointing your finger at another man? At a man that is fighting for your rights. Because essentially, exactly. I know, I keep I know white people hate Michael Vick. Yeah, they hate him. They hate him. They hate him. So for him to turn around and be like, "Oh, well, the white people are right," and then it's like it's crazy simply because you look at it, Michael Vick's career after he left, he left um, um, Falcons. He's kind of, he kind of kind of became a nomad. He bounced around simply because a lot of teams didn't want to bank on him, and because of what he'd stood for, what he'd been to prison for. It's nuts. You know, there's that funny thing in where people say white people love their dogs, bro. The crime he committed had caused people to hate him. Yeah. So he kind of struggled with his career. But I think it's crime. He committed I say, you crime. Committed a crime. He did not commit a crime. crime. All he's done is he stand he up for his rights, the rights of, the right, so the, of your, of you. He's done up for your rights. He's up for your rights. And the fact that the fact that he can't, you know, the fact that Kaepernick can't get a job. Fair enough. Kaepernick isn't the same quarterback. You know, that was second to one of the That's evident. Do you know what I mean? But he's still from 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 what I saw last year. From what I saw last year. Fair enough. Last year, you know, the 49 is stunk. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. largely that's, that's largely to do with the rest of the team. I suppose to him because he did his job. He threw sixteen, I think, six, threw sixteen quarter um, touchdowns for like, four intentions, something like that. So Kaepernick didn't. Kaepernick did is good enough to play to start for. He's good enough to start for the Jets. Good enough to start for the Jaguars. Good enough to start for 
the fucking Broncos. He's going to start for the fucking Broncos, one of the best teams in the fucking league. He's going to start for them. The fact that Kaepernick can't get a job is simply down to his race. Sorry, and he starts. Do you know what I mean? Because he's loud. Americans, especially, especially, especially in NFL, it's not so much in, in basketball, they're a lot more vocal. Because, you know, basketball, there's, you know, their money isn't affected. Mm. In NFL, your money can be affected. We've seen it with Kaepernick, do you know what I mean? Like, in, in NFL, your money is affected more so players don't speak up. Play. We saw, I mean, during, during last season, players who took a knee start to lose sponsorships and endorsements, you know what I mean? Like, the NFL is, a, is the most. You know, it's the most. It's a league that represents slavery the most. All the owners are white. All the owners are white, and then they control everything. And they, and it's a league that's seven percent, seven percent black players. This league, seven percent black players. So all the owners are white. Seven percent black players. Most uh, the coaches are mostly white. So it's a, you can just see, you can see the essence of you know, of the, you know, of the slavery. Of the slave, you know what I mean? on so plantation. exactly. So Kaepernick, they they don't like him because he's loud. Because you know he brings attention. But so what? So what, you got players who are getting arrested? Bro, players, domestic violence, listen. drugs, all kinds of things. And you're trying to tell me it's, what kind of captain is, is worse than some of these players. It's crazy. Like I said, he, he can start for so many... Not only could he start for so many teams, like, you know, for Air Force, right now, he, he, can be back up, he can be back up at every single team in the league. Every single 32 team can be There's back no up there. Exactly. The only reason is it's loud. And they, they, what they say is loud. Some of the reasons they say it's loud and he's, he's a distraction. No. No, there's, there's, there's more no distraction. distraction. You've got players who are, who are, who are, who are not getting arrested, having fights in clubs. That's the bigger distraction yeah, than him. We've got Lucky Whitehead. We've got Lucky Whitehead, yeah, who got, who got, who got apparently here, apparently reportedly got arrested for, for stealing, um, stealing something from a shop. No, 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 that's what else. He got arrested for, you know, allegedly stealing something from, so, so they're stealing something from, from Walmart. They're lucky out of a freshman athlete. Um, it turned out, now it's a Cowboys cutting. Cut him straight. It turned out he wasn't even in the seat. He was, he was still in, he was, he was in the number seat when that happened. Do you know what I mean? No apology from the team just cut him. Why? That's because of his race. If I, if, and because of his race and his value to the team. If Kaepernick here was the level of Aaron Rodgers and he was playing like Aaron Rodgers, but he had to be black, teams would take him. It's the risk and reward thing. They're thinking, you know, if I bring in this guy in here, we're going to lose punches from. Exactly. But it's like if Kaepernick was still at a level like you know Aaron Rodgers or somebody, he'll be he'll still be playing for one of the top teams now. But it's because he's black, and you know he's because he's he he coming off the season just exactly had well. exactly. They're looking at it as a way like, he's, oh, he's not this the same. is the excuse. He's, why he's not the same as he is. Exactly. Not to use his stance. It's just that look how poor they can, they, they can afford, basically they, they, they can afford they basically the, the risk the risk of the risk uh, the risk of um, having him on the team outweigh the rewards. That's what they see. And then him being black, yeah, you know, brings that race more and reduce the rules. and that's just it. That's exactly it. And it's a shame, yeah, that this going to pays out Ray Lewis and, you know, and flipping Michael Vick. Okay, Ray Lewis, I'm so, I'm so disappointed that he made those comments. Do you know what I mean? It's so bad. It's disappointing. I, I get disappointed every time I see a situation like that. And it's like, people start talking about playing the race card and black people this and black people that. But I think generally, like, as a black man, you should know the struggles that certain people face or black people face, especially in situations like this. So for, as you, as a black man, to turn around and start turning your nose up at him for fighting this case. And it's not, like, it's not like he's wrong in terms of what he's yeah. saying. Like, even as he was doing it, there were still more cases of murder, of police brutality, right. of all these other things. And for you to turn around and say, like, do you know, pretty do much saying that he's know, wrong. Do you know what he did? You know, I'm at the money he donated. Why he wasn't working? Yes, bro. Why, yes, bro. Why, why he's not working. And he constantly, and it's a constant Listen, thing. He's not, constantly see images exactly. of him doing food banks, clothes exactly. banks, Go into other parts of the world to help people. He's not, this is a he's, good man. He's not exhausted. This, 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 this is my thing. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. This is a very good man. This is a selfless man. This is like philanthropy. Like on, on a, on a on crazy, next on level. A man level. The guy's not getting paid. He's do- he donated some of, some, some, some of his, uh, some, some of his uh, money for shirts while he was playing. He knew there's a big chance he was going to have a job. He still did what he was going to do. So, right. um, like, on, on, for, for, to be honest, like, the fact that um, 
the fact that I remember sort of my train of thought. Yeah. I think it's just all I'm just. I think for the fact. I think the fact that he's without a job. I think the fact that um, we're gonna wrap it up. But I think the capital situation we're gonna to touch on a lot more um, in the coming weeks. So um, let me see the re- resolution to what's actually happening. Yeah. We're we'll touching a bit more. Okay, but cool. I think there's no way you can look at the situation. It's nuts because there's regardless of everything you say, there will still be people that still yeah. think he's wrong. So yeah, it's the same people that say, "Why do you have to agree about race?" That will find something, find issue with what this is. But yeah. I think one we get a better resolution to the situation that's happening here. I think we'll revisit it, and I think we can even dedicate a whole podcast simply yeah, to cool. race. I think yeah, we we've been running to that for a while. I yeah, think we've been to that for a while, and I think the funny thing is, every time we put it off, yeah, something new happens. Okay. So it's something that's prevalent. But I sport. definitely want to look at why. Conor McGregor is so lauded for the things that Floyd Mayweather. Exactly. We, yeah, we. Do you know what? I think we. This, this is one we need to get people onto a panel with. At least yeah. two, two people to talk about it. So, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, hope you enjoy it. And uh, this is bad for me. Bad for me. Thank you very much.